Hello listeners, welcome to the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast discussing The Crocodile, where we finally get to meet Hook. I'm your host Estelle McGecky and I'm joined by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, the creators and executive producers of Once. Hello. 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 Welcome back everyone. Well that was a pretty wicked dream that Belle has in the opening scene. Indeed. Can you talk about her anxiety? Well, I think when you're dating the dark one, there's anxiety. <laughs> Although Rumpelstiltskin regrets kicking her out of his house many, many years ago back in the Enchanted Forest, he is still a man who wrestles with doing the right thing. And I think her fear is, is that maybe she's putting energy into something that won't pay out. Mila's quite cruel to Rumpel in the bar, but she seems guilty when she sees Balefire. She obviously loves him a lot. What's the complexity there? Well, I think that she loves her child, and this relationship she had with Rumpel is not, you know, as simple as it first would seem. I mean, there clearly must have been something there at some point for them to be married and to have this kid together. Or not. Or not. But that is uh, possibly a story for later. But the story for now that we're seeing is one of, you know, a woman who has reached the end of her rope in her marriage, but that doesn't mean she still doesn't have feelings for her child and has to kind of wrestle between the conflicting emotions of doing what's best for herself and what might be best for her family. I think that for me, the moment that was the most honest is when she's about to pass out and she says, we could leave. And in a lot of ways, what Rumpel didn't realize in that moment was that was her way of saying, we can salvage this. We can go somewhere else, but I can't live this life anymore. And I don't want to be in the town where you're the village coward. And I don't want to be stuck in this small town. And you see her sketches in the background of far off lands. And you realize she wants adventure and she wants to leave her small town, which I think a lot of people can identify with. And I think that in a weird moment, Rumpel doesn't realize was the moment she realized she was leaving him. Do you think he realizes that later on? I don't know if he has the clarity of that later on. I think when your heart is broken, there isn't the one thing. You think of the many things. Later on in the episode, when Rumpel is confronting Mila, it appears as though, just for a moment, mm -hmm. he's hearing her apology. Until she says, because I never loved you. And then he switches. Well, I think that scene, you know, for us, when Rumpel was asking her how you could leave Bay and he was yelling at her, he was also yelling at himself. Because I think the one thing that haunts him more than anything is the fact that he let go of Balefire. But even through that, I think when she said, you were what made me miserable, and in that moment he realized perhaps she really never did love me. And the way he sees her look at Hook is a way he's never seen her look at him. And I think that rush of emotions and the fact that she left Balefire and the fact that he feels like a man can't be loved, he just did it out of anger. Killian Jones' Hook is such a wonderful character. Yes. We are very excited about Hook this season. Can you tell us a little bit more about his character and what we see develop? What we were endeavouring to do with this episode was to show our take on how Captain Hook became Captain Hook. And we wanted it to be about a loss and we wanted it to be about a pain that he's dealing with and that the villainy that we know of the Captain Hook stories we've all heard growing up for us is actually about a quest for vengeance now. And we thought that that was a fun direction to set him out on and we're excited to show you some of the uh, stops along the trail. He's charming and he was heartbroken in this episode, but let's not forget he started out as a pirate. So he, he did at some point decide to leave home and board a ship and he somehow rose to being a captain at that young age and in that world you must be somewhat tough. So I think as charming and lovely as he is, there's a dark side that 
can be unleashed as well. And in this episode in particular, there are a lot of truth-telling themes. Mr. Gold with Belle, Mila with Rumpel. Yeah. Can you talk about that contrast? The thing with Rumpel is he's never opened up to anyone. And I think after many, many decades of never opening up to anyone, it's hard to finally trust someone enough to do it. And he realized that once again, he was going to lose someone he loved because of who he was. And what she was saying is you're a coward by not telling me what you really are doing. And that's why he made that confession at the end. And that was really the first time you've ever seen Mr. Gold or Rumpelstiltskin lay out exactly what he was thinking. In the scene when Mila reveals that Killian is her true love, Rumpel mocks her. Yeah. But isn't Rumpel in favor of true love? I think Rumpel is jealous of true love. And I think when you go back and you see him with Charming and you see him with Snow and you see him in situations, I think he said it best last year, which is I'm a difficult man to love. And then he says later to Belle, because no one can love me. And I think it stems from this. And because Mila never loved him and because he lost his son, he feels unlovable because he doesn't love himself. And so I think he's a fan of it, but seeing Mila with someone else get something that he never can is perhaps too much for anyone to bear. And along that theme, it's really interesting when Mr. Gold asks for relationship advice from Charming. He sees in Charming true love, you know, in a relationship that has endured incredible obstacles. It's an honest and open moment for that character who is now once again facing the loss of a love that is dear to him. Yeah, you know, last year during the finale, we were on the set where Bobby was having that sword fight with Charming and he said something interesting. He says, I think Rumpel kind of wants to be Charming. And I think that was like great insight into the character because Charming is heroic and he is fearless and he is loved. And those were all the things we know that Rumpelstiltskin wasn't. Mr. Gold opens up to Belle in the library as well. Can you talk about what his character is revealing in that scene? I think Mr. Gold is revealing the truth. I think it is the moment of greatest honesty that we've ever seen from the character and the, the greatest sort of risk-taking and being not just open and honest with someone he loves, but also the first time we've really seen not be controlling, that he has let go of the manipulations and is letting her go. There's not an ulterior motive there. He's being real with her and knows that if he wants it to work with her, he's going to have to let her go and be free. And he has to be honest with her and show that he's changing. And the only way he can truly show her that he's changing is to be honest and let her in. And even with Regina, mm -hmm. during this episode, she's changing as well. Yeah, it's two characters who uh, have really dark pasts who are trying to redeem themselves in different ways. Rumpelstiltskin is absolutely trying to not lose another person he loves, but of course, then what he did to Smee at the end of the episode shows that he's also not putting on a white hat and riding off into the sunset. And I think Regina is dealing with the fact that her heart probably was healed when she chose Henry over that curse and she really is trying to win him back and she really is trying to do the right thing and she's really trying to return to that person she was before the stable boy. Going back to William, why does he want internal life? He is the ultimate opportunist and I believe that he will do whatever it can to further himself and who doesn't want to live forever? Well, let's be honest, what kind of life has he led thus far? Yeah. 
he's kind of screwed away his, the great opportunities that life has provided him, the vast joys and treasures that we all have the ability to achieve. And, you know, he's reaching an age where he's like, you know what, I'd like to keep going. <laughs> and he's a man who uh, also maybe doesn't think so much about the consequences of what he's doing as well. He's happy with the do-over. Yeah. I think he's happy with the second chance to maybe go back and do things differently. And what does kidnapping Belle do for William? Like, what does he gain by that? Well, Belle. I think he's a man, as he says, who procures precious objects. I think the thing about Smee is he can be hired. And, you know, when you're a gun for hire, you don't care who hires you. And he's obviously willing to turn on Rumpelstiltskin, and he's obviously willing to align himself with Hook, and now he's willing to align himself with Moe. He's willing to do whatever he can to keep living. Yeah, he's a man who gets by by procuring objects. And now that we're in Storybrooke and his identity has returned to him, he's going back to what he was and what he knows how to do, which is be a mercenary. Can you talk about the motivations of Belle's dad? It's quite a complex well, yeah. story there. Why erase her memory? It seems so extreme. It's extreme, but our feeling was it was kind of the ultimate expression of paternal love in that he's giving her up for her happiness and for what he thinks will be the best thing for her. In his mind, there is nothing worse than his daughter being with Rumpelstiltskin, who is the dark one. And he says to Rumpelstiltskin, everything you touch, you destroy. And so he believes that if his daughter continues to stay with this man, she will end up with a very bad fate, and he's trying to prevent her. And the only way he knows how, the only way he can go up against somebody with the magical abilities and the strength of Rumpelstiltskin is to take her memory away. And it's a hard decision, and I don't think he wants to do it. And obviously what he's doing is wrong, but it comes from a place of love. And I think oftentimes we do wrong things for the right reasons. And do you have a favorite moment from this episode? So we were so excited to start to bring the hook part of our story into the show. There was something that was really wonderful to see Hook throwing that bean and saying they're going to Neverland and seeing the pieces of Smee and Hook and the ship, the Jolly Roger, heading to Neverland. That was very satisfying for me. Yeah, when he puts the hook on is one of my favorite moments. And I love the moment of he calls, you know, Rumpelstiltskin a crocodile and then realizes who it is. One of your Facebook fans, Michaela Barry, asks, It seems like until his setback in We Are Both, Rumpel had a highly complex plan to find a way to bring magic to where his son had been transported, none of which was ever related to the viewer chronologically, but all of which makes sense when reviewing. How much of the story and in what detail did you plan in advance? Right when we were doing the pilot and we were talking about the backstories, we knew that Rumpelstiltskin's related to the loss of a son. And we had decided then that everything he would be doing from then on would be in service to reuniting with that son. And so we kind of had this plotted out pretty well from yeah, the beginning. I mean, this is a lot of the pieces from season one we put on the chessboard where we're starting to move around now in season two to get to, to places we've wanted to go from the beginning. There's a plan for these characters and how they relate to one another and what they want that goes back to the genesis of the pilot. And now you're starting to see the next evolution of, of all of their journeys. Can you give the special podcast fans a teaser for next week? Well, I can tell you next week, the thing that I'm most interested in is finally revealing who Dr. Whale is. And that is something we've been wanting to do since we started last year. And that is the thing I'm most excited for. Yeah, and, and there's more hook. Eddie and Adam, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you again too. 
And if you'd like to be a part of our next session, please add your question to our podcast post on the ONCE Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash ONCE ABC. Please join us next week and tune in to Once Upon a Time, Sundays 8, 7 central on ABC and available the following day at abc.com. <laughs>